So if you ask young people, who do you want to become? They always answer the question incorrectly. They typically answer the question with a response that is a profession or career. Whereas what they need to be thinking about is, what are the qualities and the characteristics that I wanna be true of me at the end of my life? Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by Bowling Green State University Athletics Life Coach, Dr. Michael Brown. Dr. Brown earned his doctorate in higher education at Bowling Green, where he now works extensively with coaches and players at the university. Our discussion in today's podcast centers on how Dr. Brown encourages the young student athletes he counsels to start considering not only what they want to do in life, but what kind of person they want to become. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. So Michael, what are the things that people can do to start becoming who they want to become? Well, the first thing that needs to happen is they need to imagine who they want to be at the end of their life. Because there's this notion, it's actually a fallacy, that we're someday going to wake up having become someone we've not been becoming. And so there's this idea that I'm just gonna magically become this person at the end of my life. So when you ask becoming questions, as opposed to accomplishing, performance, doing questions, the way to become, to focus on becoming, is to think about who do I wanna be at the end of my life, specifically the qualities and the characteristics that I want to be true. So it's all about perspective, Paul. So, so Michael, you work with a lot of student athletes at Bowling Green. Um, I think these are the types of questions that maybe people with a little bit more age under the belt are thinking about. How, how do we get younger people to start thinking about the, the type of person they want to be and become in, in their life? Well, the most important work I do, particularly with athletes, is helping untangle their identity from their person. Because sport is all about performing. Identity is about becoming. And so even particularly for younger folks, I want them to believe certain things early on in that first season of life, like zero to 20, 25 years old. I want them to believe that they are strong and secure and someone and that they're significant, right? Those are all identity ideas uh, as opposed to accomplishing, doing ideas. So what I will typically do with an athlete is help them kind of think, who are they apart from the sport? What is true of them just in the very essence and the fact that they exist, that they are these things I just mentioned? Which is, which is huge because when you're playing your sport, it's a performance, right? So there's an outcome and you're looking forward to winning and doing and all that stuff. But in becoming, it's the journey, it's yes. each step that you take along the path that gets you to where you wanna be. And here's the cool part. I can't guarantee in the middle of a competition whether or not I'm gonna win or not. But I can guarantee there's actually two things that I have 100% control over 100% of the time. The first thing is my very next choice. I always have 100% control of that. And here's the second thing. I have 100% control over who I am becoming. Not how I'm performing, 
because there's always gonna be factors I can't control. But at the end of my life, I actually have 100% control on who I have become. So like a real simple example is I'm gonna become, or I am, a person who's kind. Exactly. I say thank you when somebody gives me a cup of coffee, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually uh, spoke to a young basketball team. Uh, I would say they're probably fourth and fifth grade, just recently, and I said, I'm gonna run this experiment because I love to go into groups and actually say that. So who do you wanna become when you grow up? Or even, who do you wanna be when you grow up? Which is the ultimate question. They asked you that in kindergarten. Yeah, who do you wanna be when you grow up? And, And immediately, Steph Curry, you know, they're all basketball players. I wanna be this, I wanna be an astronaut, I wanna be the president. And I was like, that's a fantastic answer to a different question. The question I want you to answer is, who do you wanna be? And these fourth and fifth graders are looking at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I know some adults would be looking at me. Well, and actually you talk about young people. You talk about young people, Jack, this idea that young people are wrestling with these questions, you know, it's kind of like an older person. I would say most 50, 60, 70 year olds that I'm interacting with. Yeah, no doubt. If you ask who do you wanna become, they're still tying it to a career, a job, a profession, an accomplishment of some sort. Because that's doing and not being. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing. And obviously what we do, because every choice counts, the choices we're making are actually accumulating into who we're becoming. So becoming and doing are not separate. They're connected, but I want people to think about the end goal. The end goal is who have I become? For instance, am I kind, generous, life-giving, Am I truthful, honest, compassionate, empathetic? See, everything I just mentioned in that list, I have 100% control over. And it's actually what's interesting. It's the only thing we're gonna care about at the end. So at the end of your life, no one is saying, he accomplished this, she earned this, yeah. And it's honestly the only thing that people are gonna care about you. Like, we think that we go and win this trophy and that people are gonna love us for it. People who don't know us might love us for it, but the people who really know us, at some point that trophy doesn't mean anything. And even people who don't know you that well, they don't love you. Again, their their relationship with you is, yeah, they're a fan. Superficial. Yeah, Yeah, the deeper relationships are are those that that respond to people that have those qualities. So the question I have for you, Dr. Brown. Well, we're not calling him Michael, we're calling him Dr. Brown now? Well, we're on. This is like an official podcast. Right? Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So we call him DMB, Michael, Dr. Brown, Dr. Michael. Whatever Brown, you prefer, Paul. Whatever. You respond to all Wh- those. Whatever you prefer, QB. <laughs> USC QB. So, um, um, so don't you have to decide like who you are becoming, who you want to become during that process of making a choice? Of course. So every choice connects to the to the end product, to the final outcome. So when I say the perspective is the most important thing, I talk a lot about the eight essentials to success. um, And some of them are the plan, proactivity, passion, persistence, people. I won't go into all of that today, but the most important essential to success is the first one, and that is perspective. You have to have the dream Mm -hmm. before you have the do. Because if I don't have the dream, my doing doesn't seem to connect to anything, I'm just kind of wayward and I don't really know where I'm heading. So for me, my encouragement to anybody listening or watching today is to imagine who you wanna be at the end of your life. Imagine yourself literally sitting at your 90th birthday party. And what do you want people not only just to say about you, because they may or may not say it, but what do they want to believe to be true of you? Whatever that is, whatever that picture, that very vivid picture is, 
Right. It's not going to happen by accident. Let me give you some examples. So when I was 24 years old, I actually wrote my funeral journal. I actually wrote out what I wanted to be said that is true of me at my funeral. Now granted, no one's going to read it and say here's what dad wanted or here's what my husband wanted or my friend wanted to say. But here's a couple things that are in there. I want my kids to say, my dad is my best friend. I want my wife to say, although Michael spent so much time in front of cameras and crowds that he was always happiest at home with us. I want my friends to say that my friend Michael Brown cared enough about me to ask me the hard questions. I want them to say that he was a man of character and integrity and that he finished the life marathon well. Now, these are things that I continually am reviewing in my mind because it's about perspective so that when I'm making a decision at noon today or at 2 p.m. today or at 5 p.m. today, I actually am making choices in light of that. You've got that North Star. Well, here's a, true, here's a true example. No one's ever read my funeral journal. Right. But actually what's happening, because again, the goal isn't here, right. read this right. so that you can say this about me someday. It's, it's a self-reflection tool Correct. for me. Right. Yes. But what's interesting is I have found already that some of the things that I wrote at 24, you know, almost 30 years ago are starting to happen. Perfect example. So I officiated my older daughter's wedding mm-hmm. and my, my son, Justin, my oldest son was gonna get married and he said, hey dad, can we talk about the wedding? I thought he's gonna ask me to officiate the wedding. Well, of course I am. And he says to me, dad, I, I just want you to know that um, Noel and I have decided we don't want you to officiate the wedding. I was kind of a little taken back. Mm-hmm. He says, you know why? Because I want you to be in my wedding. Because you are my best friend. Wow, yeah. He had no idea that I wrote that in my funeral journal. And I think what was powerful about that is I have been really making significant choices over the last 25 years to invest deeply in my relationships, my kids, and to build that bond and relationship. Because again, I'm not gonna wake up having become someone I haven't been becoming. I did that at um, probably 53 or 54. (laughs) But 24, that's a hard thing for someone to wrap their head around, right? Because you're not thinking about death. At that age, you're thinking about all of life. You can't even imagine what death would be. And like. even I don't even want people to necessarily think about death. I want them to think about outcome, the right. end. Like who? Like imagine the mature me, the self-actualized me, the most spiritual me, the most best version of me. I want them to imagine that, not like who w- w- make sure I get my act together before I die. But I'm actually speaking into student athletes' lives, and and particularly who are so connected to performance. You know, particularly in the second season of life, there's certain things that I want people to, now obviously believe to be true, but also lies that I want them to reject. For instance, I want individuals, particularly as they move into those 20s, 21, 22, 23, they have to reject the notion that my worth is based upon what I accomplish. That my value as a person is found in accomplishment. My self-image is dependent on the approval and the affirmation and the praise of others. And as you do that, you actually, as you're set free from that, you can begin to focus on becoming. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you you deal with, you know, an athlete playing college sports is more or less a high achiever. I have a really interesting contrary example. I happen to have the opportunity to interview a guy named Father Greg Boyle. He started this thing called Homeboy Industries here in Los Angeles. And what Homeboy does is they work with former gang members, or actually active gang members to help them become former gang members. And one of the things that Father Greg said when I interviewed him was, 
that the biggest challenge he sees with people in the inner city, poor neighborhoods, especially those who are in gangs, is a failure of imagination. Mm. They just don't see a better way out, so that's why they become part of a gang, and that's why they think that's the only thing that they can have in their life, because it's the only thing they know. So when you're working with people who, again, are younger, how do you help them imagine a life that goes beyond what they're in right in the exact moment? Which could be a dark place. Could it be. could be. Well, I think especially young people, they don't have maybe the wisdom of age to realize things do change over time. Right. Their life is their life as they know it when they're 17, 18, 19 years old. And so they don't really see that there's gonna be a different way because yeah. they see it as it is. So how, how do you help folks like that? Well, one of the things I will do is I'll actually, because again, it's like to have them to imagine who they wanna be at the end of their life, it is more challenging. But what I can do is say, I want you to think about the people in your life or the people around you. Mm-hmm. And particularly even for, perfect example, student athletes are thinking, I want you to think about those professional athletes that you are aspiring to become someday. Right. We've heard their stories. Mm-hmm. We've seen the tragedy. We have realized if you really look that they climbed the ladder of success only to realize the ladder was leaned up against the wrong wall. In many ways, we have seen projected out 30 years from now, that athlete, the professional athlete that you thought was amazing, and then you heard the tragic story, which is why we lack heroes. And that's one of the challenges with the idea of becoming too, Jack, is is that in this day and age, if you ask most young people, who was your hero? they pause. It's hard to answer. 25, 30 years ago, people could you know, give us a lot of examples, but we're a hero-less society because we actually have seen down the road, this isn't working out for people. Or even talk about your family. Like as you look about, if you, as you look at your family, as you look at your parents, your grandparents, do you want to become who they are? When you spend time with them, do you feel like they have become the best version of themselves? So it gets really personal, right. but in many ways we, need to realize this is this path you're on as you project it out, this is who you're gonna become. Is that what you want? You know, a perfect example would be like when you think about your parents' marriage. What are the things you want to replicate and what are the things you want to replace? As you think about your boss, as you think about your grandfather or grandmother, as you think about this, what are things that you're like, yes, I want that and here are things that I want to be different. As you get them thinking about real human beings, it kind of go, it, it gives me the opportunity to say, hmm, why are we aspiring to become someone like this that we're like, I'm not sure I like that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, totally pe- makes people sense. People are oftentimes mirrors. People in our relationships that we have, parents, spouses, children, are, are mirrors for us to see uh, those kinds of things, like what's missing in us what we, what we do or don't want. Right. And so it's a reflection back for us to grow, right? And there's no accent that they're in our lives if we're paying attention to it. Yeah, and, and the hardest thing for young people, we keep talking about young people, and I think this is true for all of us, is that it's hard to pause and reflect right. long enough just to think about the end yeah. or down the road. We tend to just live in the moment. Right. Um, and it's hard, it puts us in a really strange place because what happens is, is we have plans and we have people around us, we have productivity, all the different elements of success as I describe them, but we lack the big one, yeah. which is the big dream, the yeah. grand perspective, the North Star. Right, yeah, I think the, our society is wired for having goals, so if we are thinking about those long-term things, they're typically, again, tied to accomplishments, career accomplishments and professional accomplishments and not who you want to become. And why is that? Because 
I don't know. Well, you get love from people that you may or may not know. People, you know, rave about you. People, right? Right. Talk about you. Right. People are right. mentioning you. Right. And that feeds are, your ego. It feeds your ego, right? It feeds your ego. It doesn't feed your soul, though, right? Yeah, it doesn't. And, and it tends to be counterproductive to who you actually want to become. Because yeah, if we, if we take our cues from the fans, if we take our cues yes. from those who are fair-weathered fans, right. um, I mean, think about it. Mo- and I do, I do have this conversation with young people. They think about who they want to become. Because they're shifting their kind of like, oh, I want, to, I want to change based upon these people's perception of me, my friend's perception of me. I said, the person right now you're performing for, the person right now that you're shifting your whole trajectory of who you want to become, chances are three years from now, you're not in, even in communication with them. Right. 10 years from now, you don't even remember their name. And yet we have focused our energy and our attention and we're taking, like I said, our cues from these individuals instead of looking inside and dreaming and imagining, as you said, who do I want to become? Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.